This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. If guilt is a familiar emotion to you, it's probably significantly impacting your life, happiness, and relationships. Well, in this teaching, you'll discover the real root causes of this harmful emotion and what you can finally do to let go of guilt. Okay, David, so is the issue of feeling guilty one that comes up a lot with your clients? It does, actually, Alex. And one of the biggest difficulty, and we can go over in this this teaching for you to consider, is when you say feeling guilty, are you just describing an emotional feeling or are you saying, I am guilty of something? And that seems so simple, but it's so powerful to make that separation. When you say, I feel guilty, are you just describing a feeling? If so, as we're going to demonstrate in this teaching, we now have to go back to the golden thread and discover what it is you think you've done that you are creating a feeling of guilt about. Or are you just saying, I am guilty? And then we say, well, what are you guilty of? So it's making that distinction. There are a lot of my clients find very hard because they've just been so used to saying, I feel guilty. So is there like a big difference between just having an overall feeling of guilt, but we're not we're not quite sure the reasons why? And then other clients come to you saying, I'm feeling really guilty because, and then giving you the the, the specific reasons. There's a massive difference, and it's the biggest difference that I work with my clients. It's like, you know, I often talk about the railway track and coming to a fork, and it's a massive fork. Most of my clients will say what you said, the first one, I feel guilty, and I go, what are you guilty of? And they go, well, I don't know. It's just a general feeling of guilty. And then when we've done the golden thread, which we'll do in a a second, it'll go down to I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable. Uh, That's normally what they say. They're just describing a feeling, they call it guilt, and then they become the victim of the feeling. So that's why the teaching that I say on every video, I'm going to say it again, you can repeat it with me, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim of them. And so what they're saying is, I am a victim of this emotional core guilt. But how can you be a victim if you don't know what it is, why you're creating it? So let me give you some examples then, David. If someone comes to you and says, I feel guilty, I feel horrible because I am letting my partner down or I am letting my family down or I hate saying no when people ask me things. So there's the specific thing someone's coming to you with. So now you've been much more specific. Now you're saying, I am creating a feeling that I call guilt. I just use one of the things, because I let my partner down. So now we can talk about the reason. See, now we don't have to talk about the emotion again, because you're creating the emotion. 
The reason why you've chosen to create the emotion is because you believe you're letting your partner down. So now we can delve into why you're letting your partner down, what's the reason, what's your value system on letting partners down, why did you do it, what happened, what was this. Now we're talking about the actual situation, the real problem, the root of the problem. You see, from then on, we don't have to talk about the feeling because we're talking about what's creating the feeling. And would you say in this example where we can actually start to interrogate the thought process and the beliefs that are behind the emotion, that the feeling of guilt in a way is, is, is helpful because it's like a signpost that there's something not right with what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, what I'm believing, and actually that's what needs to be looked at. And that's a very important concept in the Wu Wei Wisdom teaching. I would prefer you not to use words like guilt and anxiety and, and overwhelm because it gets so confusing. That's why I would prefer you just to say, I am now creating a red light feeling, a negative emotional feeling. I am now creating a negative emotional feeling. Then your next question puts you immediately onto the golden thread process. Why are you creating that feeling? The example that you used, well, I'm creating that feeling because I've let my partner down. Now we can look at the real issue. Why did you let your partner down? What does letting your partner down mean? What rules are you breaking? Why did you break the rules? Have you agreed to these rules pre like previously? Now we can kind of clear all of that muddy waters and find out what's actually going on. And you may have let your partner down. You may have made a mistake. And you may have done all those things. You may be actually guilty of saying one thing to your partner and doing something else. Now we can understand why did you choose to do that? Is that just a pure mistake? You wasn't thinking, you wasn't clear, you didn't actually agree. You see, we're going down a totally different track to being stuck with the emotionals going round and around and around and frankly getting nowhere. We're on the way to deconstruct the belief system and solve the problem. And I guess in having this conversation with you or internal conversation with yourself, looking at the thought process, looking at the beliefs, looking at the rationale behind the emotion, we can actually reach a resolution which then means we don't experience the emotion of guilt anymore. But what, what about if, I mean, in your experience, David, do you think that a lot of guilt, the emotion of guilt that we create, is because we have false expectations about ourselves? Yes, I, th I think from my experience, when you create the red light feeling that you call guilt, you believe you are guilty of something, but you're not sure what you're guilty of because there is a tremendous confusion in that mindset, in that thinking. The Golden Thread process helps you, and this is why we teach it to you, because you can do this for yourself. So the beginning of the Golden Thread process is very easy. Try not to use the word guilt or anxiety or that. Just call it a red light. A red light. I am creating a red light. Then you can ask yourself the self-inquiry question, very powerful question, why? Why am I creating this red light? And as you said a few moments ago, that's what a lot of my clients found very difficult to accept. 
the red light feelings can be extremely helpful, extremely helpful, because now it's giving you a flashing light. The way that I explain it to my clients, imagine you're driving your car and the red light comes on the dashboard and you pull into the garage and the mechanic says, don't worry, I'll fix that in two ticks. Let me unscrew the bulb. There you are, the bulb's out, no red light now, carry on driving. You wouldn't move. You'd say, well, you haven't, you haven't lifted up the bonnet and solved the problem. And that's what I would like you to think of red lights as. They're telling you there's a problem elsewhere. The problem is not the emotion. So many of us, and this is why Wu Wei Wisdom is a different way to look at it, a different perception. We look at the emotion as the problem. And the emotion is telling you there is a problem elsewhere. And the golden thread takes you from the, from the red light and says, why? Why am I creating that red light? Then you might say, well, I'm guilty. Next question. What are you guilty of? Well, I'm guilty of letting my partner down. What are the criteria that you let your partner down from? Well, I promised him something and I promised her something and I didn't do it. Why didn't you do it? Can you see what you're doing now? You're deconstructing the thought process. Yeah. And if you don't do this, and I do believe you can do this for yourself. I'm very grateful and very honored to do this with my clients because sometimes a third person can be much more direct. But with practice, if you look at our back teachings, you can do this yourself. Some people like to write it down and follow it down. And you can get and you can deconstruct all of the confusion, all of the cloudiness, and you can be very clear on what it is you're doing it and why you did it. The why to me, doing this work and as a Taoist is very important. Why did you do it? Why did you agree something with your partner and then do something different? There must be a reason. There must be a reason, a justification, a reason you've given yourself. And it's those very deep in your, what I would call the inner child. You may call it your subconscious mind or your ego, but I call it the inner child. That is a structure, a way to view things, a filter, a belief system that's so deep that maybe you're not aware of it yourself, yet it's affecting your life in your decision-making right now in your adult, mature self. The golden thread process follows it down. I like what you said once. It's like following breadcrumbs. Why? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then you'll probably come down to one of the three lies. I'm not good enough. I did it because I'm not good enough. I did it because I couldn't cope. I did it because I have no value. Then you start the golden thread again. Why can't you cope? Why do you have no value? Why do you believe you're not good yeah. enough? And then you go right down to where you first owned and took responsibility for that belief. And you'll normally find that that's in childhood. You'll normally find, not always, but that's connected to parents or important people in your life. What they said or what they didn't say or the way they looked or how they acted with you or what you think you should have been entitled to. So in that example, David, I'm kind of getting the sense that the red light emotion of guilt is a signpost 
telling us that we've we've done something which is inauthentic. We've we've acted in a way that's inauthentic and our kind of inner truth knows that even though we've tried to convince ourselves otherwise and we've possibly acted inauthentically because we're trying to please others or we're trying to cover our tracks or we're out for ourselves we're trying to manipulate love or validation or something from other people and so we've acted inauthentically but then that we have this deep inner knowing that actually that's not right and that gives rise to the red light emotion of guilt spot on alex and that's what the red lights are telling you that you're thinking or doing or an action or believing something the deep down inside of you you know you know is not connected to what you call authenticity, what I would call Shen, your spiritual self, your real truth. You are betraying yourself in some way. And that's why I think the red lights of guilt, anxiety, fear, scared, whatever you want to call them, are actually telling you that there's a deeper problem where you're betraying your own truth, your own honesty, your own value system, that I think is intrinsic and unique to every human being, that I call Shen. You may call it spirituality. You may call it, as you did, authenticity. It's got different names, but there's something about us that's not material. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about angels. I'm not talking about crystals. I'm not talking about the supernatural. I'm talking about that something is very natural, very unique to you. And that value system, you see, the, one of the interesting things is we've got so many names for it, your morals, your principles, your standards, what defines you? Now, I would call that Shen, because we can't see it, you can't show it to me, you can't send it to me in a bottle, but you know it. And when you do something against your Shen, that's what the red light is, is saying. Now, when you call it like, jealousy or guilt or whatever it is you're far away from what's causing it you're just focusing on the red light use my analogy you're just focusing on the red light of your dashboard of your car you're not asking anybody to look inside the engine and to find out what the problem is you're just saying oh this red light is really going on my nerves uh let's put a plaster over it so i don't see the red light and that's what a lot of people do. They put a plaster over the red light. They drink too much, smoke too much, gamble too much, eat too much, whatever. They're trying to put a plaster over the red light instead of saying, thank you, let's pull over now and let's find what the problem is and let's solve the original problem. You hit the nail right on the head. The original problem, I believe, in the Wu Wei model and that's why I think Wu Wei wisdom is different to other models. It goes down to the Shen spirituality. That's the answer. Whether you align yourself, then we're back to Wu Wei. Whether you're in your flow, mm -hmm. whether you're in balance, in harmony, whether you're living your truth, whether you're living with integrity, and that's the key. When you're not, the red light will shine. And so if we do that inner work to get down to why we made the inauthentic choice. We then have the opportunity to own up within ourselves 
and say, you know, I made a mistake, I made a wrong choice here, I, I did a wrong action, I was inauthentic here in how I behaved. So I call that accountability. Account we, we can become accountable. Yes. And we can then seek to make amends. So, the, well, I would say now, let's find out why you did it. Yeah. Because if you don't understand why yeah. you went against your own true belief and, or, and integrity, then you'll do it again in the future. So that's you do the golden thread again. Why did I make that decision? What was the pressures on me? And as you said previously, it could be people-pleasing, avoiding confrontation, worrying about what other people think, trying to get validation from, from other people. And there's the work that has to be done. That's the work. Because if you do not correct that work, then all you'll do in the future is keep on repeating. And that's what we call the carousel of despair. And then you're stuck with experiencing more guilt because yes. deep down you know this is wrong. Exactly. This is wrong. So we do the work. We then have the opportunity to make amends with the person, with the situation. And presumably then that releases, gets us off this carousel of experiencing guilt. It does. And there's one th other, other thing I'd like to discuss on what you said. Yes, it gives us the opportunity to make amends and just to go up to the person and say, I apologize. That was a really bad mistake. I understand why I made the mistake. I won't make it again. You, you can do that and that can resolve the situation. But on, for some people, and here comes another Taoist teaching, very important teaching, is the understanding of acceptance. Understanding that you are not perfect. Understanding that we all, including you, can make mistakes. And to accept sometimes that we make a very bad mistake. And when we look back on it, we understand what was the unbalanced, misguided reasons why we made that mistake, because we have to accept that we're not perfect. And that's, again, why we call these teachings life lessons. We have to learn the lesson. You cannot keep beating yourself or punishing yourself. You know, I often say to my clients, they'll say, well, I was guilty of that. I was guilty of having an affair. I was guilty of lying to my partner. I was guilty of saying one thing and doing something else. And I often say, well, how long is this prison sentence that you've committed? How long does it last? And for some of my clients, it can be a lifetime, a lifetime of punishment, of regret, of self-sacrifice, of beating themselves up, of, of keeping themselves subdued. And I see that from a Taoist point of view as a waste of a life. You're wasting the energy that you're blessed with. Instead of learning your lessons, trying to make sure, and if you need an apology to someone, you apology. If they don't accept it, that's their choice. They can choose not to accept it. But it really is how you realign, learn your lessons, so it never happens again. Because you've learned your lesson and you'll spot it from a mile off that when you get that feeling that this is time when you have a choice in your life whether you stay true to yourself or whether you lie whether you go down another road for an immediate ease or convenience or because it's more comfortable or whether you stick to what you know to be the truth and i think david this point you make about acceptance 
accepting that you're not perfect, accepting that you may have made the best decision based on the knowledge that you had at the time, accepting that then you were perhaps driven by beliefs of people pleasing, of not wanting to let people down, of trying to manipulate people for love, all those whole host of reasons. That, that sort of deep acceptance is particularly important when we cannot make amends with the situation because it cannot be undone. The, you know, the, the decision was made, it can't be undone. The action was taken. The person isn't there anymore to apologize to. So that deep level of understanding and self-acceptance is, I would say, vital as part of this exercise. I would agree with you, Alex. I think that's vital because that brings a resolution because you can make a commitment to yourself and your spirituality that you would never do that again. Mm. And it's and it's about valuing yourself in your decision-making. And what you do then, you bring the inner child part of your mind and the adult part of yourself together more that you take responsibility, that you have learned that lesson. And why a lot of people find that teaching of acceptance so difficult because it goes against all of the other misguided beliefs of what we call CCJ, criticizing, comparing, and being judgmental. And so they value those three very much. And they will CCJ other people very easily. Do you do that? Are you always criticizing, always being judgmental, comparing? All they'll do it to themselves. And so acceptance is direct opposite to that. And so for a lot of people, accepting that they made a misjudgment, understanding why they made it, learn the lesson so it doesn't happen again, is like walking through a wall of fire because it goes against all the inner child's belief structure of CCJing, CCJing other people, CCJing themselves, or they've been CCJed from their parents. And that's where you have to break that bond because that's like a kind of a claw that's got you round your neck. And you've got to break that and accept and admit and be humble. Yes, that was a mistake. Let me now understand why I made that mistake. I see why I made that mistake from a misguided belief that I, I can't stand up for myself or I have to please them. And once you change that, then you come back onto the Wu Wei course and you can be in your flow and you can flourish. And so we talked about misguided expectations on ourselves, yes. you know, accepting that we're not perfect, mm -hmm. that we need to learn and grow. But as long as we learn the lesson, do things differently in the future, then there's, there's a kind of a resolution. What about if we are experiencing a pervasive sense of guilt just because we believe we're a bad person? And that is based on the expectations and criticism or judgments that have been placed on us either now or since we were a child. So, for example, family expectations, family criticism, family judgments, where we where we kind of blame ourselves for everything, and it's, it's almost like a learned behavior. Well, that's exactly right. You, you've almost explained it yourself. So that's doing the golden thread again. So if this is a persuasive, a persuasive kind of thought that I'm guilty, I'll never be good enough, I'll never reach standards of what other people want of me 
then you have to do the golden thread. And that's normally parents, not always, but normally parents. So you have to say, am I going to live by their standards? See, when you've done the golden thread and you've gone down, then you'll find a point. So you'll say, I'm just going to make up something. My father believes I'll never reach what will please him. Let's say that true. Now, do you want to have your father's standards, principles, morals as yours? Do you want to adopt his? Is he successful? Does he live by his standards? Can he be in a position to judge your standards? Should you follow him? And so these are all the deconstructions that we've talked about. One thing I always say to my clients when we get to this deconstruction part, do you believe everything your parents have told you? And they go, well, no, well, of course not. Then why are you cherry picking? Why are you re rejecting those beliefs but accepting those beliefs? And the normal answer is I didn't realize I was. But you are. And that's what the golden thread can be so powerful. Please do it. I say to my clients, I'm not here to stop you. If you want to say, well, I want to reject those beliefs, what my father said, because I think that's silly, but I want to keep these beliefs. I think that's how I should live my life. Then we can do, why do you think you should live your life? By what someone else has told you. This, doesn't mean, this does not mean you don't love him. This does not mean you don't respect him. This does not mean anything. It's just, do you want to adopt and live by his standards or their standards? And if the answer is, yes, I do, David, then we're on the golden thread again. Why do you? Why do you? Can I tell you the answer that I normally get? Because I do not want to be accountable for making my own standards because I can blame them. If things go wrong, I can say, well, it's their fault. Their standards are too high. I can never reach their standards. So it comes down to being accountable again in that situation. But it's like a perverse trap because it's, although you're, in, in the example you gave, you're, you're, you're giving yourself a, a way out to blame other people, but you're also shackling yourself to a, an ongoing, the kind of dark shadow of guilt hanging over you of not being good enough, of being a bad person, of being let down. Mm. And it seems like a very perverse sacrifice to, to make. Well, it's a sacrifice that the inner child will make. Yeah. The inner child part of your mind will make this sacrifice. It's a great example of the goal of the carousel of despair, but the inner child will lead you onto the carousel of, bit of despair because it's very familiar, very comfortable. And it gives them a way that they do not have to be and take responsibility. So in a way, they have a place that they, they can go to, that they can self-fulfill, that they're not good enough, they can't cope, the world's against them. If only I had a good father or a good mother, if only I'd have been taught differently, I wouldn't have been this way. And that's why they can't develop their own, or not can't, do not want to develop their own belief system. Because once you develop your own belief system, you have to be accountable. You have to learn and develop and you will make a mistake. So the way that the inner child sees it, this way, although it's perverse, although it's a dark, self-fulfilling prophecy of the carousel of despair, 
There is one benefit. Which is? I can blame them. Yeah. yeah. It's their fault. If they were a different, then I'd be different. And so what the inner child is doing is always moving responsibility. Now, when you trace that line back up to an emotion, that's what will create red lights of guilt, jealousy, anxiety, depression, unsatisfactory life, never happy. But if you trace that thread back, it goes mm. right back to that, that belief. But this, you know, you say, oh, well, I can blame them as if it's like completely fictitious. But I would imagine that if this familiar way of thinking about ourselves and our failures and our kind of misdemeanors and our lack of living up to appropriate standards, this this, I guess, began in childhood. Mm -hmm. So this familiar way of thinking about ourselves and then experiencing guilt began in childhood. And that, in a way, our parents were to blame for almost creating the environment in which we created that belief. We started to question ourselves as a young child. So would you say, in part, they are to blame? even though they might not be to blame now. So, so I would challenge the word blame. You're right, they did create that environment. Their parental skills were not very good. And this is why it's amazing with my clients that they've come through such disruptive and unbalanced childhood experiences. But you know and you've always known that this is not right and true and honest for you. Now, when you're a child, you cannot be responsible or be accountable because you haven't got the authentic cognitive reasoning to work it out. But there were a time, and there is a time, and that's different for everyone. That could be 14, 18, 20, 21, 25. That could be any time that you have to become responsible, accountable, self-responsibility. Now, that means then that you are then, in your mind, able to make mistakes. You will be criticized. You will be judged. You will be compared. And what that part of the mind is, the inner child, will see those two options and choose, I can blame them. I can, it's their fault. And that keeps you into the carousel. When you're doing this work, I always say to my clients, and they look amazed, you're doing this, there is a perceived benefit. And they say, well, there's no benefit of living in guilt. There's no benefit. But when you take it apart and you follow the golden thread back, and that's why you're stuck with it until you see the benefit. And the benefit is the inner child will want to keep you on that familiar circle of being able to justify it and saying, if it wasn't for that, I would be different if it wasn't for what they did, what they said, what they should have done, what they didn't do, I would be different. And I'm. it happened to me, which is true. It happened to you. And then the inner child says, well, we can't change it, can we? Which is true. You can't change what happened to you, but you can change your perception, your way you view it. And instead of seeing yourself as some kind of a victim, who needs to have a big crown of guilt ladled on their head, 
you can see yourself, for instance, as victorious. How on earth did you get through that? How on earth did you, as a child, get through that? But you did. That's also the truth. Why would you want to keep that same belief system now as an adult as you did as a six-year-old? I'm kind of thinking, David, if we were criticised, judged negatively, compared negatively by our parents, they, they were doing that. And it's almost like, for many people, they've now taken on the mantle of their parents' behaviour and they're now beating themselves up. They're saying to themselves, I'm a bad person, I'm not good enough. And it's like they are, it's like self-flagellation. You know, they've taken the stick, the, the beating stick off their parents and they're doing it themselves. And that's just the kind of a learned behavior. And we just, we don't stop to question, you know, why am I doing this? You're absolutely right, Alex. I would say the majority of my clients treat themselves much worse than what their parents Mm -hmm. uh, treated them. They are unmerciful. They beat themselves up, self-sabotage their lives, give themselves pain, much worse than they ever experienced because of the reason. That's why this method, I think, is so powerful, so changing your life, because we're taking apart the mechanism. Now, that part of your mind, as intentionally made it complicated. We call it the maze of confusion. That part of your mind loves confusion because it stays with what it knows. That's its objective, to stay with what it knows because that's familiar. Mm. It knows it doesn't work. It knows it's not good. But what it will argue is, well, I don't know the unknown. The unknown could be worse, couldn't it? Have you said this to yourself? I know this is bad, but the unknown could be even worse. So let me stick with what I know. We've got a saying for this, haven't we? Better the devil you know. This is the mantra that the inner child will give you. Better to live in guilt. Better to wake up every morning with this sense of guilt and foreboding and poor me and the world's against me and I can't do anything right and everything I do is criticised and everybody finds fault. Better to have that than to tread a new road because that could be worse. And that is the voice of your inner child. And you have bought into that argument. You've accepted it. You've said, you're right. Let's stick with what we know. Let's see if we can make it a little bit better. Let's watch more videos. Let's read more books. But let's not change it. Let's see if we can get other people to change. Let's see if we can get other people to be calmer. Let's change our job. Let's change our friends. Let's change our partners. Let's, let's change the external. And let's continue to try and reach for perfection. Yeah. Because then I won't be criticised, well judged negatively, way. berated by my parents, frowned upon by whoever is important to me in my life that I'm looking for validation from. Well, well said, Alex. And there's the inner child solution. If you were perfect, if you were perfect, then all this would go away and everybody would put you on a pedestal and you walk into a room and they'd all go, oh, look at this. But that's not reality. Mm. 
That's not the world we live in. But the inner child says, but it should be, shouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice? This is what clients say to me. Yes, David, but wouldn't it be nice if I was perfect and everybody thought and said what I'd like them to say? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Would it? I don't know, but it's certainly not going to happen. But the inner child will hang on to those dreams. They'll hang on to that falsity and you buy into it. And then the inner child's leading you and you live a life of these red light feelings because doing something different is perceived to be worse. My job, my teaching is it's not worse. It's actually the thing that brings you back to your spirituality. The life lesson is it puts you back into your flow. The inner child loves familiarity. Once you start doing the new things, guess what? That becomes familiar. Yeah. The inner child then accepts it without any question. Just that first few weeks or month where it's a bit unfamiliar, the inner child kicks off, and if you're in control of it, the new way becomes the familiar way, and the inner child just goes and says, well, why didn't we do this before? Mm. <laughs> why didn't we go? I often say to my clients who've made the change, has the inner child ever come back to you and says, I'm sorry about that? Yeah. Never does that. Never does that. Because it just wants to go with what's familiar, what it believes to be safe, what it believes to be easy in the flow, and you have to just to guide it. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I like the analogy. And we've done many, many teachings on the inner child work. But that's why I like the metaphor and the analogy of the inner child. Because sometimes, as the adult, you have to gently guide the child against what it wants to do. Does a child ever really want to go to school? Does a child ever really want to study? But you have to guide them until that becomes familiar. And it's the same as this. You have to tread the, pe the path where I would call Shen, your truth, honesty, and integrity. And just guide the inner child until that way of thinking becomes the familiar and the norm. Thank you, David. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to some helpful teachings on inner child reparenting to help you with this, as well as other teachings we have done on managing regret, understanding the CCJ, the comparing, criticizing, being judgmental, and understanding the ways in which we self-sabotage ourselves through our thinking. If you have benefited from this teaching please do let us know and perhaps share it with someone else who you think may also enjoy it thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow if you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.